Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here with a very special guest who has not been on the podcast talking basketball, as far as I'm aware. Maybe he can correct me, but you do hear his contribution every single episode. He's the creator, the producer of the excellent intro song that we have here on the podcast, the first version and also the second version. It was my first job when I got to Milwaukee to send this man a DM and uh, answer the requests of the listeners who said own the future was outdated we needed a new theme of course it's danny smiths at danny underscore shred on twitter man we've been trying to do this for a while i'm glad we found some time yeah man thanks for having me on appreciate it so what have you been up to i i know that you are normally based in nashville but you're back in milwaukee right now what's what's the last couple of months been like for you i mean i, I guess the same as everyone probably not nothing too exciting but but a crazy period i'm sure yeah, it's been uh, inconsistent to say uh, the <laughs> least. I mean, or consistently inconsistent, I guess. Yeah, I, I, so I live in Nashville, I suppose, but I've been in Milwaukee now the last, what is it, two or three months already? Yeah. Um, kind of waiting out this quarantine here. So, uh, yeah, been trying to stay busy doing like music production stuff and, um, you know, not doing any live live gigs, obviously. Yeah, let's get to let's get to the important part first. Let's let's plug the music. Where where can we find your stuff? Where can the listeners support you uh, right now? But uh, generally, what kind of stuff are you doing down there in Nashville? Uh, I played in a few different bands down in Nashville, and then um, you know I do music production. Um, you know, for example, like uh, podcast intros, or uh, <laughs> you know, working with artists on their albums, or uh, that kind of thing. Um, I've got a website. It's dannyschmitzmusic.com. Otherwise, you know, just follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Danny underscore shred. And uh, yeah, I'm doing that and teaching some some online guitar lessons, actually, which has been kind of fun. So what goes into the intro then? Let's get to this, uh, the Locked on Bucks intro, both versions, I guess, because I know it's very easy on my end and you are, you are very generous to, to put your time into this. Uh, I basically <laughs> said, I, I've got no ideas. I don't know what to tell you to do. Uh, the people want a new intro. Uh, can we make this happen? And a few days later, you said something through and said, how does this sound? I said, well, of course. It's unbelievable. It's awesome. And I will say, <laughs> the first version nearly blew people's heads off in the car. We realized that. And uh, we, we do hope that we didn't cause any permanent hearing damage. But the people love it. What went into that? And <laughs> how, how do you come up with the podcast intro for Locked on Bucks? Well, I got to say, I didn't do much of the heavy lifting really it's ted davis's call that makes that intro i <laughs> my job was to just get out of the way and make sure that that call was awesome and uh it sounded cool and um yeah i mean i i just uh i think the, the first intro is a lot more like real instruments um more guitars and stuff and then you know the second version i wanted to kind of keep it sort of the same because uh just as a listener a fan of the podcast like i got so used to hearing that intro yeah, and I'm like, you know, I want to keep the intro at least pretty similar, but just kind of have a more modern twist on it. So I tried to um, use some more modern 
music style stuff like 808s and stuff to to give it sort of a punchier bassier sort of feel to it no it's awesome and i i do agree it got to the point where i in the future didn't really make a lot of sense obviously uh, they had a fantastic <laughs> season last year. And I always laugh yeah. because when I think of Own the Future, I generally think of Jason Kidd. And someone, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where this story was yesterday, but I saw this story online that said uh, the Bucks uh, are no longer a young team. And when did this happen? And for me, when I think about that, I basically think that the Bucks no longer were a young team the second that Jason Kidd left because he was the one adamant <laughs> that this was a young team when it really wasn't that young <laughs> even when he was there. Yeah, he that that was a very consistent um, press conference quote from him. Our young team, and I think he had a lot to do with why we were uh, why we stayed young for so long. <laughs> no, it's a it's a good point. Yeah, no, I he's a young coach. And so now, obviously, we moved on from own the future to the new thing. Now we're very appreciative of that. Obviously, I think this one is going to be able to hang around for a while before I before I start bothering you again. But your Bucks fandom. <laughs> Talk us through this. When do you? What's your earliest memories of the Bucks? Uh, when did you start watching the Bucks? Have you always been a basketball fan? Where did where did this all come from? Uh, well, I, I think my earliest earliest memory of the Bucks, um, I think I was like seven or eight years old, and I remember my dad watching Bucks games. Uh, I think the very first game was a Bucks versus Utah Jazz game, and I just I didn't really know what was going on, but I thought it was cool, and yeah. um, and then honestly, my real first basketball what really got me into basketball was that um was the bulls jazz finals i think it was 97 97 or 98 and i remember just watching that on tv and it was just so intense and watching michael jordan and that that really just got me into basketball in general and then um yeah and then i very quickly became a, a huge bucks fan and uh I, the, my, my earliest bucks memories were like vin baker and terrell yeah. brandon and like those guys and then obviously ray allen big dog sam cassell and the george carl teams were those were a lot of fun that was exciting yeah so i was going to say you said when i was seven or eight i don't know how old you are so i was wondering what time frame we're talking but but that's good because you were obviously watching bucks basketball as they headed into that 2001 season so one of the things that i've found interesting since the NBA shut down. And obviously we had a couple of episodes, one with George Carl, one with Darvin Ham. We spoke a lot about mm-hmm. those 2001 teams. And it's been interesting for me seeing different fans, how they remember that. Some look back at it positively. Some uh, are just pissed off when they think about that era because <laughs> of the way it ended. I mean, how do you look yeah. back on those teams and, and obviously what, what all transpired? Well, obviously like the 2000, 2001 Eastern conference final team was just, I mean, I, I look back at that as very awesome until uh, Scott Williams got <laughs> where he couldn't play game seven. That was very frustrating. Yeah. But, uh, but really that season was awesome. And I look on that very finally. I remember going to a couple of the games and, you know, George Carl would get these crazy standing ovations when he'd walk into the stadium and he was sort of looked at as the savior, I think. And I, I, I mean, I love that era. Yeah. I, I remember I was listening to the radio um, like a rock radio station. It was like breaking news. Ray Allen was traded to Seattle for Gary <laughs> Payton. And I'm like, what the, you know, I couldn't believe that. That was, that was one of the worst days of Bucks fandom that I can remember. But, uh, but up, up until then I looked back at that very finally. I mean, that was awesome time to be a Bucks fan. 
All right, Danny, let me jump in and let you and the listeners know about the most useful app on my phone. It's hard to find time to sit down and read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There's an incredible app that solves this problem and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique and it works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. Blinkist takes the key, best takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now. There's a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from the bestsellers lists as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had time to. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. You'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. I'm not sure how long you were in Milwaukee. Did you get to many games at the Bradley Center? And I guess on top of that, have you been to Fiserv Forum? I I have been to Fiserv Forum, I think, twice. Okay. I, I saw Marquette once and I saw the Bucks once, I think. so. Uh, but yeah, I went to a, a fair amount of the Bradley Center games. And um, Fiserv is amazing. That's an amazing stadium. But I, I do think the Bradley Center was louder. Something about that arena was just a little bit louder. but. Um, no, but both arenas are great. I've said that before. I, I know uh, probably a lot of listeners know this, but the first Bucks games I went to were in the playoffs in 2015 against the Bulls. And yeah, I, I mean, that, mm. that, that building got loud. I mean, there were certainly moments in last year's postseason as well. Um, certainly the Boston series got pretty loud. Probably game one late against Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals was loud. So Fiserv gets loud, but it's, it's just built different. I mean, you would probably know more than me about sound and, and how that all works. But Bradley Center certainly, it feels like it's more enclosed anyway. Fiserv obviously has that open, uh, open landscape. Right, and I think they designed it uh, with acoustics in mind for concerts. Right. So it kind of makes sense that the, the sound dissipates a little bit quicker just for higher audio fidelity when you're listening to a, a concert. So I think, and the Bradley Center... To me, it was just like a giant cinder block building. The sound was just going <laughs> to echo and get really, really loud, which made it great for watching sports, but yeah, maybe exactly. less so for concerts. Yeah. So what are our favorite players then? And I always, I actually, anyone that I, I speak to and I ask this question to the Bucks fans, I pretty much eliminate Giannis from this because uh, I, <laughs> I personally find it hard if someone asks me who do I enjoy watching on the Bucks or uh, who's been my favorite player. I mean, the easy answer for me is Ray Allen, but it, it's, you know, very quickly turns to Giannis and I, I'm not. I'm not looking to to give you any easy answers here. Who have, who have you enjoyed uh, watching uh, for the Bucks over the years? Besides Giannis. Besides Giannis, we everyone loves uh, watching Giannis. Of course. Okay. Uh, I would say my my favorite players over the years besides Giannis would be. Uh, I, I really loved Michael Red, um, and I know he gets kind of some flack for not being the greatest defensive player and getting that huge contract, but I, I, he was so much fun to watch for me. I loved his shooting, his lefty touch. And I actually met him a couple times and he was just one of the nicest dudes ever. So it was easy to be a huge fan of his. Um, I loved Andrew Bogut. I uh, honestly, you know, I'm not just saying that cause you're a fellow <laughs> Australian here, but uh, uh, he was one of my favorites too. Um, Ray Allen, of course. And, uh, and really, I really like Sam Cassell. I really like watching him play too. 
Yeah, Michael Red. I, I think, I, first of all, I, I tried to get Michael on the podcast here for a little bit. I think he'd be really interesting to talk to. And we, the cool thing about him for me is obviously you still see him at Bucks games a lot, which is not always the case with, with former mm-hmm. players. They don't necessarily stay in the community or stay in the city. They move around the country, whatever it may be. But uh, he's someone that's always been there, which is, which is uh, always uh, pretty cool. But what about this season for the Bucks? Because the, this last week, and this is why this is a fun conversation to have with you, uh, here today to finish up the week because I think this week we've spoke more serious basketball in relation to what's happening right now than we have in about three months uh, with, with everything <laughs> that's been happening and all the news yeah. that's coming out and the NBA bubble's coming back. When you think about this Bucks team this season, uh, were you a, a, as a fan anxious about the playoffs coming up or were you feeling confident? Because I think there's always this, this overriding, uh, maybe, maybe pessimistic attitude amongst Bucks fans that they feel like something's going to go wrong and they might tell you right now there's a pandemic that 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 shouldn't surprise anyone if you're a Wisconsin sports fan <laughs> is there anything more Bucks fan than like hey we've got the best team in the league favorites for a championship and then a global pandemic ruins everything I mean that's just the most uh Bucks thing that could have happened no I don't know I was pretty confident this year um you know uh, there's always going to be a little bit of that uh, I think Frank Madden said Bucks gonna Bucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like so there's a little bit of that fear, but at this point, I mean Giannis is just so dominant and the supporting cast is so good that there really isn't I didn't really have much fear. I thought for sure we would get through the Eastern Conference. I mean the finals, who knows anything could happen. The Lakers and Clippers obviously are great teams as well, but um I was pretty confident the Bucks would get through the East for sure. Well, and still the, am actually. Well, yeah, that's. I was going to follow that up because this is one of the interesting things for me. I was kind of in the same boat. I thought the Bucks. Um, I was pretty confident based on what we saw uh, with the dominance through the season and what the numbers tell us, and their matchups with some of the other teams that were going to be contending. I felt mm-hmm. confident the Bucks were going to get to the finals, which is another kind of strange thing about what we're going to see here. Obviously, we know there's going to be no fans, but. One of the really cool things about last year when uh, I was thinking about the Bucks playoff run was the possibility of having the NBA Finals in the city. How do you think it's going to feel as, as a fan watching these games with uh, no crowds? It's all in one spot. It's not at Fireserve. You don't have the, uh, all the, the hoopla and, and excitement that the city gets from having the NBA Finals, is it? Mm-hmm. Do you feel weird about it or are you just like, I don't really care. I just want basketball back uh kind of both like i, I it, it is disappointing that we aren't going to get home games it's not going to be a home court advantage uh the city isn't get to benefit quite the same way uh those are all that is kind of disappointing at the same time i'm just so like excited to see basketball again that i'm like whatever we'll bring it on um yeah i don't know it is it is kind of it is kind of a little bittersweet i feel like there's always going to be a little bit of an asterisk the end of this however it pans out I said to Frank it's kind of hard for me to imagine uh, basketball coming back and then it just being playoffs and it's like okay well we're already here we're doing this after three or four months but the interesting thing for me is going to be uh, next week things start to get real the teams will uh, present to the practice facility start getting tested and then I, you know, I think the reality is going to hit the first time a player tests positive because it is going to happen, and you're just going to yeah. be crossing your fingers and hoping it's not a Bucks player. But you're, we we spoke briefly before we started recording here, and and you were talking about, um, you know, the coronavirus in Milwaukee, the fact that you know 
the state of the cases and, and how things are progressing over there in the US. It's obviously very different here in Australia. Things have been a, a lot more under control. So when we had Dustin Godsey, the CMO on last week, he was talking about potential fan events and, and how they can incorporate watch parties and those sorts of things. You're there. You're in Milwaukee. What are you seeing around the place? Are people uh, filling bars? What's what's the scene over there right now? Yeah, it's... I'm trying. I'm trying to stay home still <laughs> as yeah. much as I can. So I'm not um, the greatest kind of barometer on what's going yeah. on. But from what I've seen, I, d- I did go out to like Cafe Benelux and sat outside. I think yeah. last week, which was which was great. But even then, I felt a little guilty doing that. Um, but it's weird because I, there are bars that are open and full, and there are other bars that are still closed. Where I think like legally they're allowed to open now. Um, some are choosing to stay closed anyway, but uh, there's definitely a lot, a lot of people going out, and that's, I don't know, <laughs> we'll find out in a week or two yeah. uh, if the cases, you know, skyrocket, and hopefully they don't. But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a weird time. Yeah, I I, I kind of like the idea of the drive-in watch party where people could sit in their cars potentially and watch a game together. I mean, it's really strange and it's not something I ever imagined would have to happen, but uh, you know, Dustin spoke about that potentially being uh, on the, the old Bradley center lot. I mean, there's, there's space there, oh. there's room to do it there, which could be interesting if you get a big screen and you, know, you can at least get some fans together. I don't know. I mean, the worst thing for me is that you know, there's going to be some fans that for many reasons that obviously health and safety, but depending on their personal situation, maybe they won't want to leave the house and do anything. That gives them an option because you know, regardless, there's going to be bars filled with people watching the Bucks. I mean, <laughs> you, you're not oh, going to stop sure. that. People are going to do that, but it would be cool if the Bucks could do something. And you just reminded me, speaking about bars, our friends at Broken Bat Brewing, who uh, those that were able to get to the live pod a couple of years ago when Frank and Eric did it, was at Broken Bat. They've moved location. They're opening this weekend for obviously limited numbers. So I got to give a shout out to them because I love that place. And obviously for the podcast, they, they allowed us to ask, well, I say us, I'm going to, I'm going to claim that to have the live show a couple of years ago. So shout out to those guys. But what about the bubble down in Disney, Danny? Have you been really keeping a close eye on, on what's going on down there? Some of the rules and how crazy this is going to be? Um, a bit. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm very curious to see what happens um, because there, I don't know. It seems like a, like there's just bound to be some things that are going to go wrong. And I, I, I don't know how you can keep 1500 people completely isolated when they have staff that are coming in and out of contact with the outside world. And I don't know, there just seems to be like, there's going to be a weak link in that chain somewhere. And, Hopefully not. I mean, hopefully not, but that's going to, I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I just, I find it really interesting. The fact that there are, it's, it's already been said. I mean, it's proven that there's going to be general public, certainly within the vicinity of NBA players. And when I sit back and think about it and I think about who would be going to Disney right now, considering the, the pandemic and the cases that are certainly rising in Florida right now, I think that mm-hmm. if you're booking a holiday and going through with it and going to Disney right now, mingling with people and doing all this stuff, my feeling is that you potentially don't care about the pandemic. So you're not going to care about NBA players and keeping your distance and staying away from them. So I think there's, there has to be a lot of concerns. It's the fact that there may be 
general public in the same hotel to me is just wild. It's wild. I did not think that that would even be uh, possible. But my question for you, my question for you, and I I think I might already know the answer before I ask you this, but we've seen all kinds of weird things uh, in the, in the bubble. And I'm putting you, I'm throwing you under the bus here. I I didn't give you any warning about this question. So I will say that. Uh, you see the reports that there's going to be 2K, there's going to be table tennis. Uh, maybe they can play golf. Maybe they can go fishing. If you were going into the bubble, what's the one thing that you would absolutely need to keep your sanity staying in a hotel for four months? Uh, well, for me, it would be uh, probably my guitar. So I it's thought, kind of, I it's kind of a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I need something. My guitar and a, maybe a computer to stay uh, connected and doing you know, video chats with people with the outside world. But I, yeah, that's, I, I, I can't imagine, I mean, like, you know, we're all kind of had been quarantined for a while, but you're still able to get outside and drive around and, you know, go to a grocery store if you need to, to be actually like really quarantined the way they're going to be for, you know, if you're on a championship team quite a while, right. that can be a, uh, a mentally challenging thing to do. So I, sure. I wonder how that's going to affect play, um, you know, locker room chemistry. It's, it's going to be kind of a wild experiment to see how this how this pans out i do think that's interesting i, I do think that that plays well for the bucks because we know how well uh, they get along it's obviously yeah i would i mean yeah i would argue the closest locker room in the league so maybe that's a, a positive for them i didn't really think about that but yeah i mean you're right it's it's a long time for the bucks to be there uh, you said you're feeling confident about this so what what about you before we before we look to wrap this up? What's what's the future look like for you? I know it's like obviously super uncertain. Are you thinking that you're going to be in Milwaukee for a lo- for a while here, or, or what's the plan with you? Yeah, if I had to guess, um, the, the live bands that I play with in Nashville, our show we've had shows in October all the way in November already canceled. So I I I planned on coming back to Milwaukee initially for a month or two to ride this thing out. Didn't realize it was going to be a, a you know, as big a deal as it is. Yeah. Uh, luckily I brought my dog and all my recording gear and um, I've been staying with my mom who lives alone otherwise. And she's in her sixties. So that was kind of the thought in case she needed something sure. or something happened to her. Um, and now I'm just sort of here and there's no real rush to get back to Nashville because uh, there's none of the live shows going on there. Um, and I've got enough work here to keep me busy. So for now, I'm just going to be, I'm assuming probably most of the rest of the year, maybe in fall I'll head back, but even that, it's just, there's just so much up in the air right now. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we'll see. I'm just kind of taking it one day at a time for now. All right. Well, you might be able to give us the first in report of the drive-in uh, playoff watch parties, but uh, before we let you go, have you got have you got any last hot takes, burning thoughts you need to get off your chest about the Milwaukee Bucks who we, you know, we hope now, they're about a month away from returning this, this season. I don't think it's much of a hot take. I think we've got the odds where the, we're the favorites to win the championship, in my opinion, at least. And um, I, I think Giannis has a chance to win back-to-back MVPs and Defensive Player of the Year. I think he's deserving of it. Um, a little bit biased, but actually, you know, the stats back that up too. Sure. So, yeah. Again, I don't know if that's much of a hot take. That's just, uh, especially in Milwaukee, I think that's the prevailing theory there. It's a popular so, take. Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see Bucks basketball again, um, right. even in an odd setting with no crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's going to be strange. We don't really know what to expect, but uh, I think 
the prevailing thought from everyone is that they're happy for basketball to be, to be back. And Danny, I'm glad we could get you on the show. We, we spoke about this since uh, you helped us out with the new theme. Of course, everyone that listens to the show loves your work. So if you want to support Danny, don't forget on uh, all the social channels, Danny underscore shred for us. We're going to be back next week. Remember, I mentioned on yesterday's podcast there is going to be a mailbag next week. Got a couple of guests lined up as well. So we're going to have a bit of fun uh, next week as we get closer. The teams, again, reporting to the practice facility next week and the testing will be underway. So we'll keep you all updated with that. We appreciate everyone listening. Stay safe over there. We'll be back next week.